Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Oh, Dan, why are you why are you coming through the window? I, do you know what? I've decided that every time I come to the pub from now on, I'm going to come in through a different entrance. Well, there's not that many entrances, really. Yeah, it might not last for very long. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, well, look forward look forward to that. Anyway, come in, come in. It's going to be really scary the day I come up from the cellar. Yep. yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of that. Down the chimney is going to be yep. entertaining, particularly we always have the log fire on. <laughs> yes. uh, how have you been, Dan? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, busy yeah, week. Very well. Much pubbing? Haven't done a lot of pubbing since Don't we last. Pubbing. Since we last. No, not really. Since we last spoke, I think it was quite a heavy pubbing week the week before. It's like you're having a fallow year, like at Glastonbury, yes. where they have a year, a year off. Hopefully, you're not having a year off of. Well, well, I mean, that's exactly it, because I had sort of a, a comedy and pub week where I did a lot of comedy pubbing, mm-hmm. or comedy at pubs, or yep. comedy pubs before comedy, yep. and then I'm about to go to Hamburg uh, at the end of this week to oh, yeah. see my Danish friends, uh, so I, I think we'll be t- doing a lot of pubs. I'll be, I'll be taking most of my November quotient of pubs will be taken in the period of about 48 hours. It's so. Hamburg. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's very I've also not pubbed. Oh. I've not pubbed. I've not done very much. Last night, I was... Um, well, last night at the time of Record. recording, I was helping out at the Cub and Beaver bonfire. Very community-spirited of Well, you. I tend to avoid helping yeah. in life. <laughs> In particular, around kids' things. Because it's annoying, of, isn't it? Well, because of the nature of my work, I'm quite often doing things at the last minute and, You're and unreliable. don't know what I'm doing. So it's hard to say I will come and do this thing at a school at this time without the risk of either letting someone down or losing out immensely financially due to the sort of haphazard nature of my work. Um, however, the opportunity to be involved in fire was too big a draw. I got asked <laughs> to do it, and I thought, yes, I will help out with the fireworks. So I was like assist. I wasn't setting off the fireworks. Yeah, but I was assistant to the man who was setting off. I want to one of the two men. Were you passing the in the matches or no? Nope. Holding the torch? No. Uh, I, I had a head torch. Okay. I had high vis. Pro. I had protective glasses. Yep. Uh, and a good can-do attitude. So it was a lot of. Um, <laughs> it was helping to like bury the odd firework that had to be buried. 
Okay. Well, I had gloves, protective gloves as well. For, for Very sake. good. Um, but also, I had to count them. Oh. So you might have a box that has 30 yeah. things coming out of it that gets lit. So my job was to count the fireworks to make sure that something in the region of 30 had gone off. You can have like a 10% either side because you might sometimes till go off at once or something like that okay. you have a bit of that but if you've got like a 40 box and only eight have gone off you'd need to go let's be a bit careful of that one because it might not have uh, happened didn't nothing when nothing like that happened good but my counting i took very seriously well done thank you yeah really community minded i'm pleased that there was so much safety involved because i uh to see the same friends i went to denmark for one new years mm-hmm. and i've never seen a lack of health and safety around fireworks in my life wow. on New Year's Eve. People just, at midnight, they just run out their houses and they just throw fireworks in the street. Like, wow. It's like I was, I was flabbergasted. Me and my wife were just standing there going, I don't think this is safe. Like, I don't, it's just fireworks kind of fizzing down the street, you know, at sort of ankle level. Doesn't sound safe. It's not safe. No. We, were, we, were, we were not impressed. And we're, 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 we're children who grew up in fireworking in the 80s yeah. when firework health and safety was limited. It was just don't pick up the sparkles on the ground because they burn your hand videos that you watch exactly. every year. Exactly, yeah. And that was about, about it. Well, oh, so, I'm, so well done. Thank you. Yeah, I took it seriously, took my health and safety seriously. Yep. Uh, my wife openly laughed at me when she saw me wearing all the protective stuff, but... Well, Here I'd rather be safe than injured. I'd rather be laughed at and safe yeah. than look cool or yeah. whatever she wants yeah. in a husband. Someone who's cool but dead. With his hand blown off or something. Yeah. 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 So. Good for you. Good you for me. You stand your ground, mate. I will stand my ground on that. <laughs> very, very, very much so. Um, the other thing I've done this week, I was filming a YouTube video and for it, the concept of the video, and I would say... At the time, it's been out for about 24 hours, mm-hmm. and it is flying. Is it? It has gripped the internet. I need to watch it. And um, it is, I ate the UK's most expensive sandwich. I went okay. to Harrods. Yep. I'd seen this sandwich mentioned, a £28 sandwich. I thought, you know what, I can make that back in ad revenue or in a good wind. Mm. Um, and so I went went to the sandwich, went with um cheap holiday expert, who some people might know if the internet is brilliant, and we... Went to get the sandwich, this 28-pound sandwich. It's like a Wagyu steak sandwich. Okay. Turns out there were two sandwiches. There's also a Wagyu katsu sando, which apparently is Japanese for sandwich. Okay. Um, so we got both of them, and we ate the sandwiches. And spoiler alert, if you can watch the video, um, the one that's been in the paper a lot was good. It was a good sandwich. So that's the Wagyu beef. That's Wagyu steak, yeah, with, steak. with um, pacini and black truffle butter. And okay. Is it just yeah. that, or is there some greenery? There's some, um, no, there's mushroom. There's put a bit of mushroom in there. Yep. There's also what they call gold mayo. There's basically just mayonnaise and Dijon mustard, okay. which was called Dijonese in Canada. But gold mayo probably helps sell sell it. Sourdough bread. Uh, sourdough bread, okay. Yeah. Um, so that, that was nice. But the other one, we ate that first, and I so wanted to hate it. I so wanted to go, what a waste of money. But I was eating it like... Ah, yeah, this is the greatest sandwich I've ever had. The Sando, it was amazing. So what was it? It again? was so good. It's a katsu sandwich. It was like it's like a wagyu katsu. It's like still the wagyu okay. steak, you know, the sort of katsu stuff with um, 
I think it had like a mustard ketchup and barbecue sauce and a little cabbage and that is actually like toasted on the outside. But yeah, I mean, I, I, it was so good at 28 pounds. I'm not ruling out ever getting it again. Wow. I'm thinking, do you know what? If I've had a good month and I'm with a friend passing Harrods at lunchtime, spoil yourself. Split one, maybe. Oh. Possibly. So good. Is it quite big? The sandwich? Not yeah. really, no. Uh. The other one was quite big. This okay. one was, this was, it, was, it, was a, it was an appropriate size for lunch. Okay. But while I was there, I noticed Harrods has... Because I don't really go to Harrods much, due no. to being absolute scum. Mm. Um, and I noticed there's quite a lot of bars in Harrods, which got me thinking about expensive bars. There's like a champagne bar. There's like a cocktail bar. There's like a Prada cafe and stuff like that. There's a lot of eating and drinking options inside the shop, which I wasn't really aware of yeah they don't want to keep you there for as long as possible so you have a look at the cocktail the cocktail bar you're talking 22 quid a cocktail Oof. it's on the punchy end for me by about yeah. 20 quid yeah um yeah so i was thinking well, what have you ever what's the most expensive drink you've ever bought in a bar or a pub i've been thinking about this and i think me and my wife went to italy about 12 years ago and we went to Milan. We got the train into Milan. We did quite a nice trip. We did uh, breakfast in uh, London, lunch in Paris, dinner in Zurich. Wow. All by train. Stayed overnight in Zurich and got the train in the morning to Milan. That's fabulous. It's very nice. And we went to the Piazza del Duomo, where the cathedral is. Yeah. And we, uh, that year we'd had the old... Uh, Horse and car accident, you know yep. about that? Yep. Yep. Um, and so... You, just, we, just, you might want to explain to the listeners, though, what happened. Yeah. Just br- briefly. Very briefly. We're on a horse and car in Romania. We're on the cart. The horse went mad. Uh, the driver couldn't stop the horse. The horse was running down a track. It ran into a busy, what we would say is in a sort of an A road here. Yeah. Single carriageway? Single, single carriageway, but, but cars flying down yeah. it through straight road. And it ran out into the road and a car smashed into the carriage and we we were injured. Yeah, quite serious. Quite, quite, quite serious stuff. Seriously it, yeah. injured, yeah. Um, but we survived. And then we, you know, a few months later, we, we, we went to Italy. We were sort of limping around <laughs> Italy. And uh, anyway, so we said, right, a bit like you were just saying about Harrods, actually, you know, come on, we've had a, we've had a difficult year. We've been, a Romanian horse has caused a lot of problems. <laughs> yes. Let's, How was the horse, by the way? The horse was fine. We went back a few years later; it's still still alive. Yeah, because the, the car hit the cart, and it it yeah. the horse. I think it just and it must have just uncoupled it. And the was horse, it just having a bad day, or has it been retired from? Its it got retired after that. Yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't take it out again. I don't think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. yeah. And so we thought, let's reward ourselves. So we had a cocktail on the square. You know, in one of the bars on the square. So probably the most expensive, one of the most exp- I'm sure there's some lovely private members clubs and things in Milan, but yeah. for tourists, yeah, they sort of, you know, guidebooks almost say, don't, get it don't do yeah. it because it is massive. And I, that must have been about a 16 euro cocktail okay. each. I think that's probably the most expensive. But we sat there and we just said, we're not thinking, we're not going to think about the money. We're just no, going this to is a say, while ago as well. So that's pre-cost of living crisis. Pre-cost of living, pre, pre-child. Pre-child, so, yeah. Um, a bit more disposable income. Exactly. 
Yeah, I Sounds don't know. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine I've probably paid something around that for a cocktail at some point. Yeah, I think. I remember we bought a bottle of wine at um, the sort of champagne bar. I can't remember what it was called at St Pancras Station recently this summer. We were getting the train into Europe, and it wasn't. A, it was a bottle of sparkling. Wine. I think it was an English sparkling wine, perhaps. It was the cheapest sparkling wine they had on the menu, and I think that was. I think that was in the 60, 70 pound sort of thing, which is Oof. quite a lot for a bottle of wine. If, yeah. If you ask, ask me. Decadent. Sort of thing. It was decadent. So we already had a few drinks on the way down on the train sort of thing. So I think we were a bit oiled up and ready. ready to A bit gung-ho sort of thing. It was early on in the trip sort of thing. And, and um, so that was it. I do, I remember years ago being in a restaurant with my wife, again, pre-kids, and we went away for a weekend, went somewhere quite nice, went to a restaurant and... This is going back a bit. So again, it's it was more of a thing at the time than it would be now and with inflation that. But I've been buying a bottle of wine for like £40 or something in about 2007. Yeah. Oof, and thinking this is this is yeah. at the absolute limit. Um and again thinking having it going, my God, this is amazing. And it was annoying <laughs> a bit. Because I wanted it to, I kind of, again with like the sandwich, I want it to not be that good. Yes. I want to think. I'm not being, there's no advantage to being able to buy these nice things. But it turns out there is yeah. a lot of the time. I went on a wine tasting once with a friend of my dad's and um, he was a wine expert. And I, we tasted a few mm. of that sort of price range. Um, and and all, I was like, oh God, this is really quite different from what I normally drink. Yeah. 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 I've got given a few, I've, I've had quite a few nice bottles of wine recently from Gifts. And stuff yeah. like that. But I never really drink them. So I think I need to have some kind of dinner party or yeah. something to drink the wines. Yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? Quite nice. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's nice. I don't think an expert sommelier would think it's quite nice. But for me, mm. it costs over £5. Yeah, exactly. Word from Lidl. So yeah. Well, I think it might be nice to hear from people what's the most expensive pint they've ever had. Yeah. And we should just say, to be clear, we're not like walking around saying how much money we spend on drink. It's just like, you know, as sometimes you, you treat yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, the very, the norm yeah. is very much yes. not that. But, yeah, the most expensive pint might be quite interesting, or most expensive cocktail or something. Yeah. If anyone's got any stories on that, send them in. I remember when we had a, when we were at Soccer AM, I think Finn was doing a shoot with someone at the Dorchester or one of these things, and... They, someone there was hungry, whoever they were filming, and asked for a sandwich. So they just ordered a room service sandwich, and it came to like, and this is like in 2005 or something yeah. like that. It came like 90 quid <laughs> or something like that. Ridiculous. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Have your shoulder. I can't help but notice the pub notice board. Mm. And I was wondering whether you'd like to just have a little look at it. Okay. And see if there's any post on there for us. Well, there is. We said post. We call this. I'm not quite sure of the law here. Yeah. Post, post. that's for some reason stuck to a notice board. Well, what happens is it, it comes in. I open it and then I I pin it up so that you anyone really in the pub so I'm not sure can. How you're opening it? And I'm sort of an honorary worker, aren't I? I, well, I think it was a bit a bit weird that you've posted up my. Utility bills and some pr- quite private medical letters. Well, that's the thing. I didn't. I don't want to discriminate, so I just put it right. all up there. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently, some cream will get rid of it though. So yeah, just if anyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. reading that. Anyway, yes. um, what's the first bit of post? <laughs> so uh, this is uh, from uh, Lewis Freeman. Do we know it's Lewis, or is it a Lewis or Louis possibility? Oh, it's an it's L-E-W. L-E-W. Then so we know Lewis. Pretty sure it's a Lewis. Yes. Okay. He says, hello, Robbie Knox and Dan Trelfer. Oh, you get mentioned. That's I nice. get properly mentioned. Full name. Very nice. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Lewis. I hope this correspondence finds you well in the correct realm. Upon listening to your latest notice board where the cigarettes were hand-delivered as part of a rider, that was uh, Mac. Yep. Told us about... Mac, our official rider correspondent. Yes. Uh, gave us some very interesting info on what, what bands had asked for for riders. And one of the things was that some packet of cigarettes had to be hand-delivered. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't trust yes. it just to be left on the side. Yeah. Robbie wisely suggested this was because of, a, of the potential of a prank to happen should they be left lying around. This gave me fond flashbacks to my younger years and pulling pranks with smoking paraphernalia <laughs> and any company I had. I'd like to share two potentially podcast-suitable pranks with you. I have high hopes for this. Yes. I have hope because this is a story from yesteryear yeah. where smoking inside was a thing <laughs> yeah. and uh, the health and safety. This is much more in line with the firework rules of, of old days yeah. here. So this is another – this is very much a uh, irresponsible fire-themed episode of the Bub Notice. Yeah. I watched, we watched um, Groundhog Day at the weekend and there's several scenes of that where people are just sitting around in cafes and bars at restaurants smoking. Yeah. Really jumps out now. You yeah, think, oh my does. God, I can't believe people used to do that. It's strange when you go to like a, 
a country that you're surprised by, people smoking inside. Yeah. Or you go on a plane and they say you can't smoke. And you think, wasn't that long ago that people did just get yeah. on a plane and think, oh, this is fine. Sure, a little great, yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. Uh, when I still consumed alcoholic beverages in my local haunt, the Almond Tree in Stevenage, we used to regularly sellotape a gentleman named Spud's cigarette pack together. God, he did that in the Almond Tree. That's yeah. nuts. Well, <laughs> Should we just stop the podcast? Carry on, carry on, carry on. Uh, we're not going to top it. Um, when I say sellotape it, I mean sellotape it. We would do a fair few layers of tape and then his lighter and then finish the roll of tape off, taping every angle we could with various lengths of tape. It was always a very good laugh when he next went out went for a cigarette, <laughs> but never much fun when you'd left yours at home or run out. Good. Additionally, when I was a bit more in my youth and a little bit more immature, we also used to insert a single match as far down as we could into whatever a friend was about to smoke. We would sit back as if everything was casual whilst they lit their jazzy stick and eagerly wait for it to reach the level of the matchstick head. Oh, brilliant. Nice. We would then proceed to roar with laughter at the little fizz and a pop that happens mere inches away from the unsuspecting target's face. Really hope you both enjoy your time in the correct realm and long may it continue. Warmest wishes, Lewis Freeman. Thank you, Lewis. Fabulous, Lewis. Fabulous. That's a great little prank. And one that sadly modern generation will be unable to do with their vapes. Yeah, can't (laughs) do it with those, can you? No, maybe there's something new they can do that's equally (laughs) irresponsible. But yeah, that seems like a nice, as long as no one gets blinded or seriously injured. Or their moustache gets set on fire. I don't mind a little moustache singe. I think that's within the realms of comedy. But I don't want anyone... Disfigured. Right, Jack's <laughs> Jack's letter uh, lettered here. That's not even close to being a sentence. Yes. Jack has done a letter at us. Yep. Uh, he says hi, Robbie and Dan. A lot more people acknowledging your existence I know. these days. It's Dan. nice, isn't it? It is good. Yeah. Uh, don't want it to become a thing though. <laughs> I heard one of you mention Dublin a few weeks ago in an episode. I'm going there with my girlfriend in a few weeks and would appreciate some pub advice and general recommendations. Is Temple Bar to be avoided? Best pubs to get a good Guinness. I would appreciate any suggestions as my first time visiting. Love the podcast and keep up the good work. Jack. Dan, have you ever been to Dublin? No. Great. I've I've never been to Ireland. Every year I get older, I find it weirder that I've never been to Ireland. Yeah. It feels like you probably should have by now. I should have. feels like maybe you're never going to. I, yeah, maybe, maybe I should just draw the line now and just no, say, we oh, need to get refuse you. to we go. Need, we need to get you. Yeah. Get you there. Um, but in answer to this, I have been to Dublin twice this year, and I've been to Dublin thrice in total. Okay. And I can't give you any advice here. Temple Bar has some very pleasant bars in it. I think there's definitely some where I've had nice drinks and a nice time. Um, so I don't think it's to be avoided necessarily. But there's 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 just loads of pubs around, and I'm sure mm. people have got great recommendations. But I'm very, I didn't really find many duds. Okay, so not very useful. But you say you're not going for a few weeks, so any Dublin locals? I mean, this isn't just a thing now. I know we've been abusing this podcast to find yeah. out where to go drinking, but we can't just have everyone writing in saying I'm going to go. I've I've got a yeah, well, afternoon out in in Hull for work. Can you recommend a few boozers? Yeah, we're not a personalised advisory service for pubs. Well, we, maybe we are. I don't know. Maybe we I don't think we are. But let's find out anyway. But if anyone's got any Dublin suggestions for Jack, let us know. Robbie th- at pod dot com. I think it, Dublin feels like a place where people where a lot of people go to quite a bit. Yeah. So maybe it would. It, it's not so personalised, is it? No. But yeah, it's, it's, if there's any sort of, is it just all pubs? Give us some inside information on Dublin because yes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know. Yes. 
Fabulous. Okay. Talking of uh, getting personalised information on holidays. Yep. Uh, Nathan has written in. Okay. And, and, uh, I mentioned a moment ago that I'm off to Hamburg. Does he mention you by name again? Uh, he says, uh, hi, landlord and regular. Fine, fine. It's only been a few weeks. Hasn't learned yet. But then starts the uh, letter. Dan, <laughs> I heard you after tips for Hamburg. Right. So does know my name. Know your name. Uh, so I'm, I'm like, brilliant. This yeah. is going to be good. Sadly, I can't actually remember any of the names of the places I've visited. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks, Nathan. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, however, you'll be pleased to know that there are loads of belters out there with almost all of them being covered in stickers of football badges. I, for one, am a fan of this, but could understand why purists might not like it. No, I'm I'm good with it. You're fine with that, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we actually were supposed to be going to watch St. Pauli play. But? Uh, but they're top of the league and playing really well, and they're playing Hanover, who... Are, who are in the top two or three as well. So it's hard to get tickets. It's a big game. We can't get tickets. Okay. So um, it's a bit, yeah, so that's a bit annoying. Um, Would you like me to ask some contacts I've got at St. Pauli? Yes. Oh, I don't have any. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I genuinely thought you had them then. Thanks. No, absolutely not. Why would I? I don't, I've never, never been there. I just thought you might. No. Um, anyway, so what we are going to do, though, is we're going to go to a pub. We found a pub, I think, called Knust. Where what did you call me? <laughs> where um, <laughs> where St. Pauli supporters who can't get tickets oh, gather wow. and watch the match? Oh, that sounds on, great on the Friday. You see, that night. sounds really great. Yeah, like because it's in Germany in a way. But if, yes, but when I was in Sheffield last weekend, yeah. I had to be avoided a pub because yeah. it was where football fans go. If you said in Britain there's a pub where all the football fans gather, I go great. I make sure I stay as far away as possible from that. I went to um, you know I, I followed QPR home and away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go to a lot of away games these days. I used to go a bit more often. I remember going to a pub in Ipswich once, <laughs> which is sort of the away pub. Yeah. And I, I walked in and they, because it was a football pub, they took everything out. Like there was nothing. There was no chairs, no tables. Just a, just a room. Literally a room. Yeah, booze. that's what it was like. It was like, how can we get as many people, footballers, football fans in? Yeah. They're going to be rowdy. Let's make sure there's almost nothing they can smash. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think for a lot of football fans, they love that sort of thing, and, yeah. they, and they love the, the really, you know, everyone's just chanting and singing. Yeah, I, I, I just even though I've been going to football since I was two years old, yeah. I still find it a bit intimidating. Yeah, the, the away pub now in Norwich seems to be the just from seeing when I'm yeah. walking around seems to be the waterfront nightclub. Oh, really? Which you see people outside the terrace there, sort of thing, from whatever opposing team it is. So, um, yeah. how does it work, away pubs? Is it, people, is it like a designated thing? How do people find out about this? Because I don't, I don't do many away trips. With it teams, is sort of you? a designated thing, but I don't really understand how it, how, how it, I think they're, they're probably the same every year. So the fans that, that do go to we'll games learn. every year know this is the, this is the yeah. away pub to go to. Hmm. But, um, yeah, it is. It is. A, it's an interesting culture. Yeah. Um, anyway, carry on with your with yes. Nathan's letter. The one thing I would recommend uh, for sure is a bratverse stroke curryverse stall in the middle of the Reaper Barn. You don't eat meat. I don't eat meat, and I can't. Again, I can't remember the name. Good. It's the perfect fuel for a good night on the pints, and surprisingly cheap too. Is there something in the realms of bratverse curryverse is vegetarian friendly? I don't know much about the German. They might have something there that they might do it. I'm sure they'll do a vegan sausage these days. I mean, St. Pauli very, I think, is quite a vegan-friendly club. You're right. So, um, 
Very surprised, by the way, when I went to Oktoberfest, how little debit and credit cards are accepted in shops and bars. So beware to take cash. This morning, I went to the post office and got some euros. <laughs> Did you just get it out of a bank machine? Is it not? Is it not a better rate from a post Depends office? Depends on your bank, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, did you get any traveller's checks? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hamburg That's is a mad traveller's check, isn't it? I went, we used I, to have to do that. I went travelling when I was 19. I remember I was just carrying around traveller's yeah. checks. It's really difficult. At the time, it's really difficult to cash them in China. Like, not some banks just wouldn't do it. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was not easy. Even at the time, I didn't fully understand the concept of it. It's a strange thing, yeah. isn't it? Um, Hamburg is a brilliant city whilst it does look a bit rough around the edges in parts the people are brilliant everyone's really friendly you'll have a great time cheers Nathan yes thanks Nathan I'm, I will report back next week on the uh... well I have a pub recommendation for you and it's Thank from you. it's the one I mentioned in my episode of Moon Underwater okay. uh, in, 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 under the previous landlord's mm. ownership yep management is that the word um, and it <laughs> is yeah, stewardship. Let's go with let's go with that. And it's called Silbersack, which I think is Silver Sack. Okay. In there. Uh the front of it looks it looks like a sort of art deco cinema. Oh. But like one that's been made for a fun fair. Like oh. it doesn't look very sort of thorough. And but inside it is absolutely fantastic. And I've just just to give you some facts on it, I've just looked it up to make to find out exactly what it is. It's called Zoom Silbersack. And timeout says it's rowdy, packed to the rafters and a reaper bomb institution. Since 1949, cult locale Zoom Silbersack has been uh, delivering cheap drinks and power ballers until the early hours, counting Hans Albers and Hildegard Neff amongst its devoted oh, clientele. Hildegard? Yeah. Well, with smoky air, sticky floors and no-nonsense service, it's by no means a glamorous venue, but everything you can ask for an authentic meep, that's all that is, and it's a place of boisterous banter, warm hearts and proud tradition. Brilliant. Yeah. So Zoom Silbersack. Yeah. It does look like an Art Deco cinema. You're right. It, but do you know what I mean? It looks like an Art Deco cinema yeah. that's been erected for secret cinema or something. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It looks like it's just been put up, but also exceptionally old at the same time. Yeah. So they put it up expecting to use it for a month. Yes. And it's been there ever since. Lovely. Thing. Thank you. So there we go. Well, fabulous. That's a, I think that's probably all that is on the notice board apart from my personal details and and sorry my new passport you've stuck up there as well so um, sorry about that okay wonderful if you've got anything that you want to send in for Dan to stick up on the pub notice board you can email robbie at moonunderpod.com and also you can go to the Instagram which is at moonunderpod because occasionally we ask questions there for people to answer that also go on the board could you please um, take down the pub notice board and place it inside a filing cabinet Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. I cut you short there. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 